my favorite brain surgeon, Dr. Martin Bedner, gets to travel all over the world in his present job. He works for a local pharmaceutical company. I won't tell you which one, not to give them free publicity, you know. But recently, Dr. Bedner was in China for several days. And when he was there, he sent me the following email. Dear Father Ray, Hello from Shanghai. My trip to China so far has been, thankfully, uneventful. There was a super typhoon named Krosa that hit here today, the worst for this time of year in decades. Areas south of here had 40 inches of rain. The Chinese culture and their medical treatment have been fascinating. However, as far as religion is concerned, the state has essentially banned Chinese nationals from attending Christian services. So in order to get into the churches, you need a passport as proof you are a foreigner. I was not specifically asked for my passport, probably for obvious reasons. It was quite the challenge, though. My friend printed out information on some churches obtained on the Internet, and it was only when I arrived there that I realized it was a Protestant service. Wrong address. Then I went back to the hotel where I was left with either a Korean or Mandarin service on Sunday evening. The Korean service was just fine. Having never sat through even five minutes of a service other than a Catholic one, I can't tell you how much comfort I found with the Catholic Mass. I guess I was struck by the lack of a shepherd here. It was essentially a collection of lay people organizing everything. It's only when you don't have it that you realize how important it is. I can only hope it is better when I go to Beijing before returning home late Sunday. My brothers and sisters, on Thanksgiving Day, believers frequently express their gratitude to God for the people in their lives and for the things that they have. Dear Lord, I thank you for my family, for my friends, for the people I live with and work with and interact with on a daily basis. Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you for my possessions. I thank you for supplying my material needs. People will even thank the Lord for their faith. And that they should. All of that is good. But I'll tell you, after reading Dr. Bednar's letter, I realize that it's also extremely important for all of us today to thank God explicitly for the freedom that we have to worship Him according to the dictates of our consciences. And you know what? George Washington would heartily agree. In fact, our very first president, when he instituted this holiday back in 1789, said, and here I quote, that we should express our gratitude to God on Thanksgiving Day for, quote, 
the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed. So let's resolve on this Thanksgiving Day to thank the Lord for the religious freedom we currently enjoy as American citizens. And just as importantly, let's resolve not to lose it. Because you know what? We might. Given some of the things that are going on in our nation at the present time. Some of you know this. There are groups in the United States at the present time who are working very hard, day and night, to change our so-called conscience laws. In doing that, they are attacking our freedom of religion, although they would never admit that. Oh, they'd say, we believe in freedom of religion. Not quite. Their intention is to get laws passed that will force Catholic and other pro-life doctors, for example, to refer women for abortions. Under our present laws, a pro-life doctor, a doctor who is really committed to the sanctity of human life, that doctor can refuse to give a woman the phone number of an abortionist. Thank God. He can do that by appealing to his conscience. He can say to her, I believe abortion is the killing of an innocent human being. Therefore, I don't refer anybody for abortions. Right now, a doctor can say that legally. However, in the near future, if certain activist groups have their way, a doctor, a good doctor, could be put in jail for saying that. As some of you know, in Connecticut, they have already forced Catholic hospitals to give out Plan B contraception to rape victims without a prior ovulation test. And that's the big problem. It's not so much giving it out. It's giving it out without the prior ovulation test. That's a clear violation of religious freedom. In commenting on this new law, I read this a couple of weeks ago online, the National Catholic Bioethics Center said, quote, we strongly object to state mandates like this that do not allow healthcare professionals and facilities to exercise their best medical judgment and which do not protect the consciences of all parties. Last year, a Swedish pastor was arrested and prosecuted by his own government for preaching against homosexual activity. With the gay lobby as strong as it is right now in our nation, I wonder how long it's going to be before our, gov our government tries to tell me what I can and cannot preach from this pulpit. It's coming. And I say, good luck, trying to stop me. They'll have to put me in jail. But they might. And of course, every year at this time, in December especially, our public school children have their freedom of religion and their freedom of speech violated. 
by being told that they can't say Merry Christmas to their teachers and their classmates on school grounds during school hours. I hope you see the problem. Those are just a few examples of the contemporary threats to religious freedom that we face right here, right now, on our own American soil. This is sad to have to say, but in this area, it seems like we are becoming more and more like communist China. Instead of communist China becoming more and more like us. In one of the documents of Vatican II, Dignitatis Humanae, it says this, and I quote, Religious freedom has its foundation in the very dignity of the human person, as this dignity is known through the revealed Word of God and by reason itself. The right of the human person to religious freedom is to be recognized in the constitutional law whereby society is governed, and thus it is to become a civil right. In other words, every state has the duty to recognize this as a right because it's given to us ultimately by God. And incidentally, most of our founding fathers, most of them would have said amen to those words of Vatican II if they had been able to read them back in 1789. That's obvious because in 1789, those founding fathers added an amendment to the Constitution, part of which explicitly stated, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Our founding fathers thankfully believed in religious freedom. They believed in it passionately. It's one of the reasons they all came over here. Today, unfortunately, as I've indicated in this homily, not every United States citizen does. As Catholics who love our country and who love its constitution, we need to know this. We need to be aware of the attacks, of the threats that are out there to our religious freedom so that we can take appropriate action to counter those threats. And incidentally, that includes countering the threats with our votes. We need to vote men and women into office, into public office, who will recognize and who will uphold the God-given right of every American citizen to practice his or her religious faith according to the dictates of his or her conscience. That is crucial. Heavenly Father, on this Thanksgiving morning, we thank you. We thank you for the many blessings we have as Americans, including, as George Washington said, our civil and religious liberty. And we pray that the right to religious freedom will always be recognized and honored in the United States of America in the future, so that Christian visitors to our country will never, ever, ever have to deal with the kind of situation that Dr. Martin Bednar had to face a couple of weeks ago when he was in communist China.
And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen.